Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Reaction edition of the Night Report podcast. I'm your co-host Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host Richie Schneiderit. Uh, Richie, we have a new commitment to the football team that we're going to talk about. We also have a bit of an update on the whole transfer saga uh, of Rutgers basketball. Uh, but we'll get into that later. First and foremost, we have a new commitment from Isaiah Crumpler. He's a North Carolina wide receiver. He's 6'1", 180 pounds, uh, and he's got a pretty uh, extensive athletic lineage, which we'll go into as well. But just tell us a little bit about Isaiah, the player. Yes, yeah, so he's um, the fifth commitment for Rutgers in the past 20 days. He's a um, six foot one, 180-pound receiver. I know some people are saying he's going to come in as an athlete, but I'm being told receiver first. Um, could he play safety at the next level? Yeah, I mean, he definitely could, but uh, receiver first. Um, they're really big fans of his um, some of his receiving skills. He's got good hands. He's not the fastest dude in the world. I think he uh, – I think his best time was a 11.8 in the hundred meter. So he does run track. He, he's still not slow either, but at six one one eighty, that's, it's pretty decent. Um, 55 receptions for 600 yards, five touchdowns last year, had 86 tackles on defense. Like I said, he could play defense going forward, but it's going to start out in offense. And then uh, like you mentioned, he has NFL bloodlines. His, his two brothers are Algie Crumpler and Carlos, Carlos, I don't even know how I'm Carlos saying Carlos Crumpler. Crumpler, um, both played in the NFL for several years. Um, I'm sure most of you probably know Algie Crumpler, you know, four-time uh, Pro Bowler, uh, Falcons, Titans, Patriots. Uh, I think that's it. His but, dad um, also played in the NFL as well. Yeah, so there you go. It's um, this is a really good get, and this is Rutgers' first get from North Carolina since uh, Shiano's been back. Yeah, since, since he rejoined the wow. program in December 2019. So, kind of extending the uh, the quote-unquote state of Rutgers a little bit. Yeah, and I don't want to throw a. Uh... Isaiah's mom went to the bus either. She was a, she also was a, an ECU grad. So a lot of ECU grads in their family, but she's yeah. in the ECU athletic hall of fame in track. Mm-hmm. So this is just like a kid who's got athletes all over the place in his family tree. Yeah. Um, so it comes from great bloodlines. Um, he's obviously a guy that the staff targeted. Um, he's the first receiver committed the class, I believe. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Looking through now. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, so this is a, a guy that the staff really wanted. Um, yeah, you gotta gotta take a kid like this uh, if, if he wants to come to Rutgers, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I really think this is a pretty solid get. Um, you don't have any receivers, like you mentioned. This is going to be number one for them. And uh, he's from North Carolina. People might not know much about North Carolina because, like I said, Rutgers doesn't recruit it too much. But he's ranked 27 in the, the state there for us. And the top 30 kids, I think it's more than 30, though, all have Power 5 offers. There's several Power 5 commits. They have a five-star in North Carolina. So it's not like they don't produce talent. They produce a ton of talent. It's just an area that Rutgers really hasn't touched too much. And um, I think you're going to see that um, change up a little bit going forward as they keep expanding that that state of Rutgers. Yeah, and uh, Crumpler, <clears throat> he spurned you know, his family's uh, school, ECU. He had an offer from them. He decided to go to Rutgers instead, so that's always a good sign. Um, Rutgers beat out uh, James Madison as well for this commitment. Um, he didn't have a huge offer list, but that doesn't necessarily always mean that, you know, he's not a great player. Um, no, but um, 
not at all. Duke was after him pretty heavily too. I know it was the yeah. only other power five offer, but uh, he did take some other visits. I know North Carolina State. Visits, yeah. yeah, North Carolina State was very, very close to offering. Um, but he ran a slower time at their camp in a forty, and a lot of schools which just judge based off forty, and I just don't think that's correct. I think you should watch the film number one. But um, yep. that's how a lot of schools operate. Like it's just like, hey, run a forty time in front of us. If you don't run this, then you're not getting an offer. If you run this, we'll give you an offer. We hear it all the time, but. That was a, that was the case with North Carolina State. Um, I'm a little surprised North Carolina didn't offer because um, they're obviously around the corner too. But Duke Duke pushed pretty heavily. He's been to Duke several times. Um, I think this is just a good get. I'm a little shocked he doesn't have more offers though because his tape kind of screams like he's he's a pretty good player. And the NFL bloodlines tell me he's a, he's a really good player, like or has the potential to be a really good player. Yeah, a little bit surprising, but you know that's to our gain or to Rutgers gain. So yeah, not going to complain there. Um, but there were some rumors that other commitments were on the horizon for the football team. Are you, are you hearing the same thing? Is there, is there possibly some more commitments in the next coming days? Yeah, I think you'll see one, um, a certain poster of ours kind of hinted at quite a bit. Uh, shout out Lenny. Um, so you can kind of guess based off that it's definitely a kid from New York. Um, I'm not going to go too much into detail because I don't want to ruin the kid's moment or anything like that. But uh, I, I think you guys can kind of figure out and put the pieces together to figure out who that one is. Um, I did say in the war room, I want to say two days ago, three days ago, whatever it was, um, that I thought the next kid was going to be a defensive commit. And then Crumpler comes out of nowhere. And I'm like, all right, shit. Like, well, now I look like an idiot. Yep. Like, uh, he was actually supposed to decide in June after his official two Rutgers. Had an official visit set up to East Carolina too, but I obviously don't see that one happening anymore. But yeah, uh, yeah so this just kind of came out of nowhere, and now it sounds like they're going to keep riding this uh, hot streak on the recruiting trail. Five and 20 days, and it's probably going to be six, maybe seven in the next like 28 days. We'll go with 30 days, something like that. So they're just going to keep riding that hot streak, and then they're going to go into June with official visits where they have a ton of kids coming to campus and – uh, I'm actually going to submit a future cast. I'll, I'll do it on here, I guess, technically first. But um, they're going to they're going to strike North Carolina again. They're going to get Benjamin Black, wide receiver out of Mallard Creek, um, North Carolina. Now he's not really anywhere near um, what do you call it? Isaiah Crumpler's school. He's I think what, what do you say? Four hours away. Yeah, it's like four hours away. So Crumpler <laughs> plays in Charlotte, and Black plays in no, I'm sorry. So no, Black versa. plays yeah. Black plays in Charlotte. Uh, Crumpler plays in Greenville. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Benjamin Black is a speedster. Um, he could play either side of the ball. He's 5'11, 165. Just to give you some background on him. He, he's got a, a good list of offers, probably kind of similar to Crumpler's offers, too. Um, Duke being that, that main one, Georgia Tech, um, Marshall, Old Dominion. There, there's a couple names out there, but this is a this is a kid that was on campus in April. He, he liked his visit a lot, scheduled him official like immediately. He runs a crazy fast speed. He ran a 4'38. 40 at um I don't know what camp this was one of the college camps then he ran a 10.700 meter dash and to put that in perspective that would have qualified him for what would we say finals for states or whatever yeah so the finals uh the qualifiers for the New Jersey um finals were 10.77 was the fastest okay. time in the qualifiers yeah so it looks like he probably would have qualified um he uh Finished, helped Mallard Creek, another track guy. They want speed. They want a ton of speed, and that's that's pretty clear as day. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I like this kid a lot. I think he's another one that's going to be a solid solid player down the line. So 
keep striking down there in North Carolina. And you honestly, they're just going to, if these Jersey kids don't want to stay home, they're just going to say, fuck it. We're going out of state. We're going to go down to North yeah. Carolina, Virginia, um, over to over to Wisconsin. Now, uh, Michigan, like it's, it's kind of crazy, but this is, this is how it works now. You don't want to help us. We're going to go out somewhere else and find someone else that will. So, and it's working. So yeah, North Carolina is a state that always seems to have a ton of talent. I was just looking through their, their top 30, uh, this yeah. year. And really obviously they got Jaden Davis, who's top 10 player in the country, but Notre Dame has three commitments from kids from the same high school, which is wild. Uh, Robin, or Charlotte Catholic, a tight end, a wide receiver, and an outside linebacker. Uh, pretty wild. It's impressive. Um, like I said before, they're, it's a good state to get into, involved with. Um, so that's what Duke, North Carolina State, North Carolina are making their money off of. So yep. go, go down there and steal a couple. Um, see, so is there anything else uh, football related that you wanted to hit on before we, we transition over to basketball? Um, not that I think can think of, I think for the most part, um, no, that that's, that's pretty much it. Um, it seems like that the couple commitments, um, for Isaiah Crumpler, uh, all these guys are in NFL camps right now, these former Rutgers dudes. So you probably saw us put out a post about, uh, Sean Ryan yesterday and, um, the Baltimore Ravens, um, just as Football related, sort of. Greg Shiano golf outing got announced yesterday um, at Fiddler's Elbow. It's always a fun time. Um, working on some uh, some some sponsorships there, so we'll see what happens. We hopefully get a That'd be cool, a nice uh, nice tea uh, tea box, whatever sponsor or something like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm still looking at. There's so many like things you could sponsor. It's kind of ridiculous, but <laughs> it, it's for a good cause too. It's all for the Chop to Change and Chop for Change the uh, Bob Mulcahy scholarship fund. And I forget what the third one is. There's something athletes in action. So um, it's all, it's all for a great cause. So if you haven't signed up yet, go sign up. It's, I think it's like 500 a person, which it's a donation. Like at the end of the day, just think of it like that. And you get to, you get to say hi to Greg and I think you get to take a photo with him or something, but yeah, great opportunity to, to have a, a keepsake from, uh, from Rutgers football. So yeah. So you have, if you have the five hundred dollars laying around, you like golf, you know, sport, Rutgers athletics, great opportunity exactly. to uh, show it. Yeah, so um, that's all I got for that. <laughs> well, let's go to basketball now. So there was a lot of scuttlebutt in the last few days about a potential transfer out, a big time transfer out. Uh, it seems like the situation is kind of in flux right now. Why yeah. don't you uh, kind of talk about the situation, and I guess we can finally put a name out there, right? Yeah, I think it's pretty well known to everyone that it's Mag. It's Mullet Mag. Um, he's considering a transfer out. Uh, it sounded like it was a done deal and everything was like he's he's gone. There's nothing we could do. Um, it sounds like Rutgers is trying to recruit him back to trying to keep him on campus, um, keep him with the Scarlet Knights. Obviously, you don't want to lose him. Um, yep. for, for those of you that are saying, um, whether it be in the Discord where, where I replied to a couple people or um, – on social media saying that like we want mag or oh, whatever it's, it's mag he's not healthy who cares i'm like dude what the f no like yeah look at the top lineups in the big 10 we do I, I we posted it in there i'll post it on twitter i'll post it on social media or our boards whatever if you look at those top lineups in the big 10 last year the top two-man lineup the top three-man lineup top four-man lineup top five-man lineup Rutgers is in those top 10 conversations and they're not even just top 10 for some of those they're like top two and top three yeah and some of those lineup combinations it's like yeah, Rutgers made um, three of the top uh, three-man lineups in the Big Ten last year. Or three of the top ten big line, whatever lineups in the Big Ten last year. And it's like, oh, what's what's the consensus? It's Mag, Amori, 
Spencer, it's Mag Mulcahy Amori. It's Mag Spencer um, Mulcahy. And it's like, oh, wait, who's the one guy that's in every single one? It's Mag. It's Mag. It's Mag. Yep. Their defensive efficiency ratings with him on the court, it, it's, it's fucking insane. It's like the number one in the country. It's yeah, insane. It's, it's absolutely insane how good he, like, or how much he helped that defense. And now you're not going to have him, that, or you might not have him. That's that would be tough. That's a tough loss, whether he's healthy, not healthy till January or not. He still had it wouldn't just be this year. And then people are like, next year, well, Ace is coming and Ace is gonna start. I'm like, yeah, no shit. But you you want a defender <laughs> on the court still. Like, yes, it's yep. great. It's great. Ace is a good defender too. Don't get me wrong. Dylan Harper's a good a good player overall on both sides of the court. That's fine. You should need a lockdown defender among that group. That's why, like most of these teams, like you see in the NBA, they'll have a bunch of shooters. But then they'll put they'll put like a lockdown defender. Like look at the Celtics. Marcus Smart's out there for solely for defensive purposes. Yep. You need a guy like that out there, and that's where Mag could help putting him next to an Ace Bailey and a Dylan Harper and Del Conwell, whatever. Um. So yeah, maybe he might not be back till late December, early January. But if you want to make any type of run, we saw what the depth was this year when an injury happens. You need guys like Mag on that on that team. So I think um, they're going to do whatever it takes to try to convince him to stay. It's, it's we're going to be sweating until May 11th, just waiting to see what happens. That's the deadline for kids to enter the portal. I know you can technically request a hardship waiver afterwards, but it sounds like it's insanely hard to do so. Um, especially because most of these hardship waivers are about going home and his situation's a little in flux a little bit because he was in born in Sudan, I believe, and then moved to Australia at the age of two, then went to Florida for a couple of years and then went over to prolific, prolific prep in California for a couple of years. And it's like, there's not really a, I guess a full on home. I would, I would argue Rutgers has been his home, but that's mm-hmm. where it's a little tricky. So I don't think the hardships even in the question. So I think it's May 11th. That's it. He decides and it's either going to be, he's in the portal or he's not in the portal. Um, now if he's in, it's not the end all be all. I, I did hype him up quite a bit. I'm not going to lie. I think it would be great to have him on the team, but if he's not if he's not uh, going to be a part of the team, you go hit the portal. You go get like a Jay Powell or a Wiza Panzo or someone like that and kind of fill that void temporarily. And maybe Gavin Griffiths just steps up and starts right away. Um, I didn't project him to start from day one, but if you don't have Mag, it might make sense to start him from day one because then you'll have an offensive threat that can kind of move around and get another body out of the paint. So then it's just Cliff one-on-one with whoever that big man is. And uh, you kind of kind of go from there. Um there's other options. You could go Andre Hyatt too, but we, we saw that experiment and I think I saw enough of that experiment actually. So <laughs> let's just uh, yeah. put that one to bed. Yeah. Hyatt's still a great player. It's just mm. relying on him as much as we did last year is just, uh, it's just too not going to work. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to yeah. make any type of run, I think you gotta, you gotta hit the portal and that's kind of what it seems like Pike's doing. And on top of that, this is kind of trickling into the, the other subject I wanted to touch on is the assistant coaching search. Um, I don't think Pike touches that search or finishes that search until the portal is officially done with, whether it be portal with in regards to his team currently with like a mag situation or in portal in regards to um, adding someone. They definitely want to add someone regardless of that four or five role. More likely a four than a five, but uh, you kind of take what you can get and see what, uh, see what else is out there. Yeah. Um, Ideally, you pick up one more, you know, veteran guy from the portal. The yeah. portal, like you, we've said in the past, is pretty picked over at the moment. So yeah. in terms of what's available, not great. Uh, worst case scenario is you take a guy and he ends up 
you know, doing the whole, uh, who was the kid for, who was here for a year from like New Mexico state or something. Uh, um, Ag Ralph Ag. Oh yeah. Um, or, uh, he's, yeah. Veteran presence, but ultimately he's not good enough to really play in the big 10. Um, no, it's obviously not ideal, but that's kind of like the worst case you're looking at a one year guy yeah. who ends up not being good enough to, to really contribute in a meaningful way. Yeah, it's, that's a tough one just because, like, he – I thought he actually wasn't bad in practice, but he just – when he gets on the court, it was like, oh, no, never mind. I lied. But, yeah. uh yeah, he was just a body at that point. Uh, maybe you get, like, a CJ Gettys. Obviously, that's that's a starting caliber center, but, like, if you could find someone like him out there or maybe um, – I'm trying to think, like, a bigger, a little bit bulkier Hyatt, someone that, like, uh, plays more of a, a four-man role instead of a guard role. Cause I see, I still see Hyatt as a guard. He's just a big guard. That's what he calls himself too. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think ideally you get a four and that's, that's probably your best bet, but I, I know it's position West basketball too. So it's kind of like a four slash three slash five slash two. Like they're, they're all interchangeable at this point. So, yep. But yeah. <clears throat> Stuff. Yeah, so I guess it's a, a pretty good sign that Mag has not entered the portal yet because it's, you know, from what we were hearing, it was basically, you know, you heard it on, what was it, Tuesday night or Wednesday night? Yeah, whatever. Oh, I forget when I texted you guys. Yeah, so it was basically like, so I guess we could start with the genesis. You'd heard, you had heard a few weeks ago that there were some rumblings that he wasn't happy and you were basically told that, you know, it's not a thing. Don't worry about it. And then yeah. you were later told it was a thing. And that's where the, the post came from. And it was basically like, he's gone. It's going to you know be tonight or tomorrow morning. Then tonight mm -hmm. came, nothing happened. Tomorrow morning came, nothing happened. A few days later, still nothing happened. So my opinion, great sign that it hasn't happened yet. Means that somebody, like he's obviously listening to what the coaches have to say. Mm -hmm. Who knows what else is really involved with uh, his, uh, you know, him not entering yet. But it's got to yeah. be a good sign, at the very least. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it sounded like, like I said, it, it happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, like you said, I guess. It uh, happened a couple weeks ago. Someone said it to me. I brought it up to a couple sources. They're like, no, that's not true. And I was like, all right, fair enough. That's all, that's all I need to know. Um, three weeks later, it's like, hey, how'd you find out about that? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> oh, so it is true. And he goes, it wasn't. And like somehow you knew weeks before everyone. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not to my own horn here. I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like I just, I hear rumors, man. Like that's how it works. Um, <laughs> so yeah. And then they're like, yeah, so it sounds like he's gone and it sounded like he was gone, gone, but now all of a sudden it's like a whole flip flop. So it's, it's like literally like a seesaw, but he's right in the middle and it's like just waiting <clears> to <throat> see what happens. Um, it's it, no one really knows, like literally no one knows what's going to happen. It's, it's really tough to even guess, but um, it sounds like there's, there's some NIL being involved with uh, certain other programs because that's just the world we live in. And it sounds like someone's trying to get a payday. Um, we'll see if it works out or not. I, I really don't know where this one's going to go. It's, it's really too tough to call. And um, it's, it's just a wait and see. And it sounds like um, one moment he's, he's staying one moment he's leaving now. Uh, and we'll kind of just wait until, uh, what is it? Wednesday, May 11th, Thursday. So wait yep. till Thursday, Thursday, end of day, Thursday, I guess. But even then, I don't even know if we can wait till then because technically when they enter the portal, they can enter on the 11th and it won't be public until the 13th. Like we saw with, um, some of the walk-ons recently, like Michael wing and, uh, Amir bird and someone else. I forget who else, Brad Harris. That's who it was. 
Gotcha. Yeah, Brad Harris, another walk-on that everybody was kind of excited for. I think he was a St. Joe's kid. Yeah. Um, I think he was another guy who had some Power 5 offers early on, like lower he level. Did. Yeah. yeah. He made uh, one of those All-Star games, too. Um, I forget what it was, Blue-Gray All-American or something like that. But um, mm-hmm. I think we're at the point where people have to realize, and this is kind of switching back to football recruiting, too, a little bit, but these PWOs, they're, they're great. Some of them are eh, like decent, like, and they're great special teams guys. They're great depth pieces. And, and that's kind of what they are now. Like PWOs are not going to be like these diamond in the roughs that, that Rutgers used to find back in the day. It's a little bit different because there's so much film out there. There's so much exposure for these kids to get out there to camps and stuff. So it's going to be so hard to find like a PWO. That's going to be like a Sean O'Hara or a Gary Brackett or yep. um, a, P- a Paul James even. Like I don't even think Paul James sleeps, uh, slips through the cracks anymore. Like I think that guy's found immediately now. Um, yeah, and plus, like every single person, every high school, no matter how small or how big, now has mm-hmm. some pretty professional level uh, video work being done. Exactly. It's so easy; you can just record on your phone. It's not like you need mm-hmm. to have like you know thousands of dollars worth of equipment and then mail it out to all these schools. Mm-hmm. Everything goes on Huddle, so everything's all in one place. So it's really hard for a kid to truly go under the radar unless they're in like their first year of playing football. That's a different story. Yeah. But if they played, even if they're at a really tiny school and there are tapes online, there's probably college coaches who see it and those coaches talk to each other. So, Yeah, like even like the UC report slash Under Armour camp that I went to the other day, the end of the camp, they, they talk about it all the time. They're like, yeah, so this entire session from today, is being, it was filmed. There's cameras everywhere. Um, we send it to, I think it's like how many Power 5 colleges are there? 70, I think. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, just out of the 70, 69 of them will have uh, will have the film within their inboxes within the next like two weeks. And I'm like, you guys just straight up send it to you. And for, weirdly enough, Iowa's not part of that. I don't know why, but <laughs> it's very odd. But every other school um, gets it. But uh, they, these kids, like this one kid like was MVP, had like one offer going into the camp. When that film gets to all these kids or all these schools, like I can guarantee you he's going to have more offers. And that's just, it's so easy. Like it goes to their inbox. Like they don't even have to do yeah. anything. Like. So, yeah, it's it's just so easy now for these kids to uh to pop up. The exposure, and, yeah. Yeah. So just want to throw that out there. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's much harder to uh to be go- to go unnoticed these days. Um, yeah. But the, the the you know the yin to that yang is that mm-hmm. colleges are committing fewer and fewer scholarships each year to high school kids. So that's, that's you know while all these kids are known of now. Most colleges are taking, you know, 18 to 20 kids in a recruiting class rather than 25 to 30 that they were five years ago. So, yeah, that's true. But anyway, um, in terms of hoops recruiting, I'm, I'm looking at the portal right now just to see, like, if there's any notable names. There's like two, but I don't see Rutgers showing interest in either. Like Silas Sunday, who was at Iona, but he's more of a center. Um, I don't know if you remember Rutgers offered him a while back. Um, out of New York, uh, Muhammad or not Muhammad, uh, Musa Sisi, but he's also kind of like a five. I don't know why he's listed as a power mm-hmm. forward in the portal, but he's he's seven foot one, so yeah, he's five, seven foot one, two hundred and fifteen pounds, dude. Eat a cheeseburger, <laughs> damn. Um, he went to Memphis, then oh, he he went to Memphis, then Oklahoma State. Sorry, my mic died for a second, or my headphones. Um, but yeah, there's there's just I don't see anyone really like significant in the portal. I think Weezapanza is a good one. I think there's a kid from Fairfield I noticed 
it's kind of interesting to me. In Allen Gene Rose, he averaged ten and uh, where am I looking? At? Ten and four. Started all the games for um, Fairfield last year. It's not bad numbers. Shot fifty two percent, seventeen from three. So just don't let him shoot threes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean he's he's another one to keep an eye on. Six seven, two hundred pounds. Like I'm trying to think. I don't see anyone really else significant. I think they're going to wait to see what Mag does and then kind of go from there. And it's it's a ballsy move, but it's the same thing with Quiff. They're not going to make a decision on Quiff or on a portal center until Quiff makes a decision. So, yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense because you, you have to, <laughs> a lot of these kids are only changing schools to get more playing time for the most part. Um, so they're not going to commit with this huge unknown. And I think it would leave a pretty bad taste in the kid's mouth if, Pike told him he was going to get playing time and then boom, you have your, you know, all big 10 center come back and there's no more playing time. You're in a backup role and not many kids are willing to play the Donovan Klingon role, despite how dominant it can make your team. Um, I think that was a very rare situation with a true freshman backing up, you know, arguably the the player of the year in college basketball. Um, yeah. So, but. well, we'll see. Um, I don't really know what they're going to do, but, I mentioned it last pod too. I think there's this D2 kid, RJ uh, something. He's like D2 player of the year. And I, I think he's a, he would be a great fit, but it doesn't seem like he has a ton of interest. I know I mentioned Penn State was interested, but I mean, this, this kid can shoot the shit out of the ball. Like I would, I would go after him personally, but um, that's just me throwing a name out there. I don't really, that's just a guess. The same thing with the Fairfield kid, just a guess just because of connections. But um, yeah, this is a, I mean, interesting week or two for Rutgers basketball, but I, I will say there, I have to mention this. It's definitely not hitting a rough patch for recruiting. No. We can, we can <laughs> throw that one out the window. Um, Rutgers doesn't get a basketball commit in like what a month. And they're like, that's it. Rough patch. Like what? Number one class yeah. almost like number three. Pretty, yeah. Pretty unhinged statement to make given, you know, we just got Lathan Somerville. Who's a top 100 yeah. kid. Uh, you know, we've got a, a top five kid committed. We're in the lead for another top five kid. We have, you know, Delquan Warren, you know, casually a top 75 kid committed. A yeah. little, little insane to say that we're on the downswing for basketball, but on the upswing for football. Yeah. It's, know? it's pumped the brakes there. It's still, right now, it's still hoop school. I hate to say it, but I, I you know, I don't hate to say it because last time I said that, Dave yelled at me. So, Dave, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Yeah. I take that back. It's a hoop school. I love to say it. We are, and you know, that's not a bad thing. We can we can have two good sports. Uh, not saying you know football is good right now, but it could be, and you know we could support both programs. Yeah. It's not a big deal. But right now, basketball is clearly king, and in New Brunswick and Piscataway, um, we talked about a decent amount here. Is there anything we missed on that you wanted to, to bring up before we sign off? Um, two things. Number one, baseball is starting to get their 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 feeling back. They're getting their mojo Maybe back. Not. <laughs> so, I mean, and they, they just, they beat uh, Penn State yesterday too as well, I believe. Yeah, I know they won um, 8-1 on Friday. I didn't see the score of yesterday's yes. game. I, I could have swore I read that they won again, but I might be wrong because, uh, give me one sec. I need to look this up. They won 10 nothing yesterday. Yeah, so they're, and that's, that's not a bad Penn State team. That's actually a pretty solid Penn State team. I, I, I would know, I think. Um, yep. But yeah, no, I mean they're starting they're starting to get their mojo back. So if they can kind of put together a nice little streak of wins, you beat Princeton again in the midweek game. I still think mm-hmm. they're undefeated in midweeks, which is which is nice. I mean, uh, almost lost that one to Princeton, but they they came back in the end. 
Um, the, Pur- the Purdue series kind of stunk, but if you can get a couple more wins and just string together a nice little uh, couple of what I'm trying to think. Illinois is the next series, and Albany they should be, and then Minnesota is a three-game series. Might have to win a game or a series or whatever it is in the Big Ten tournament, but you have a shot at that NCAA still. It's not it's not out of question. Yep. Um, and it helps because their RPI this year is like through the roof um, compared to last year, at least. Um, they're killing it at home too. They're thirteen three. Damn, like that's that's very impressive. Um, other thing I wanted to mention, and I think Aaron Brightman broke the news on this one. I'm not sure because I didn't see anyone else post about it. But uh, well, that's kind of ironic. If you go to scarletfaithful.com, it goes to uh, the Penn State site. Um, <laughs> It's thescarletfaithful.com. Okay. Um, Zachara Perkins, Zachariah, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct, but she's a four-star um, forward from Texas committed to, uh, to to Rutgers women's basketball. So pretty big get from uh, Coquise, Washington, and crew. Um, she's actually hitting the trail real hard. She hit, um, she hit on a transfer, too, who was a former four-star, I believe, as well. They got um, – Destiny Adams, who we all mentioned multiple times because of her brother, um, who's actually a pretty good player in her own right. Um, so yeah, this, this is this is huge. Like um, it's another big get for Rutgers women's basketball. I believe her mom, Perkins' mom, if I'm reading this right, Demaya Walker Weefall, high school American and uh, Rakakis. I don't even know if I pronounced that right. Rakakis Valley. Uh, Rakakis. What? Yeah, you know I don't go to South Jersey at all. If you can't tell. Um, <laughs> She, she she's Virginia's all-time leader in field goal percentage, block shots. She's a WNBA title holder. Um, like so, this is like a really good get. And the girl's a four-star. Add add in Maya Pettitcord, who was a four-star, and Destiny Adams, who was I think a four-star in high school. This team might be able to make a couple of things happen next year. I, I will admit, um, I was not convinced when Cokies Washington was the choice for um for the job, but um, she she's uh, slowly uh, changing my tune there. And that's mainly from what you were told from the Penn State side, right? Yeah, that and I, her record kind of spoke for itself a little bit. Um, yep. And then, like, when you started struggling early on and they were getting blown out by, like, Seton Hall and Tennessee, mind you, great Tennessee team, lost to South Dakota State by 20, and I'm like, all right, well, shit, maybe maybe that was right. But Yeah, I mean, um, last year, I don't think you really judge anything for Coquise uh, because – No, of course. C. Vivian Stringer really screwed Rutgers. Um to put it nicely, uh, kind of, you know, taking all these transfers for her final year, then not coaching. Then they had the, the assistant coach come in. And then we, how many scholarship players did we have last year? Like seven or eight? Like seven, yeah. Yeah, seven scholarship players last year. Um, so it was truly like a total rebuild. Um, and she's shown that she can recruit. <clears throat> Rutgers has a lot to, to, you know, a lot to sell to kids uh, coming to the school, especially we have a rich tradition in women's basketball. Like they, all they need to do is bring uh, the girls to a men's game to show what the rack could be like. Cause I mean, they're playing in the same arena, not that it will be yeah. the same crowds, but you know what it could be. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, I just want to give her a shout out because uh, that program is, uh, looks like it's on the rise. Yep. And a quick note on baseball, they are nine and three in their last 12 Big Ten games and 14 and three in their last 17 overall. So they've clearly hit a uh, hot streak. Um, nice stride. Yeah. So yes. let's uh, see if they can keep it going and uh, go from there. Yeah. So once again, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for all the people who have rated and reviewed. Um, keep it got, up. We're still keep on it up. One. 
Yeah, I, I do have a, a bit of a nit to pick, though, because Ooh. we did request only five-star ratings, and somebody Which... has broken that rule. The first person to break that rule, somebody named M. Harvey. M. Harvey, shame, shame. Shame on yeah. you. Come on, dude. Just because he retired the other day doesn't mean you have to, like... Was it Matt Harvey? <laughs> or is that who it was? No. Yeah, the Dark Knight uh, is currently doing evil now, so... Jeez. Um, I, I got to check real quick because I'm from like 95% sure still we're number we 93 ratings. Wait, what, mm-hmm. what uh, app did they rank us on? Uh, they ranked the, the, the three star was on Apple Podcast. three star. It wasn't even three. It wasn't four. It wasn't even four. It was three. Give me a reason. Shame, 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 shame. Did he write a reason? Yeah. He, uh, doesn't like Pat hops apparently. So that's his reason. Okay. That's fine. Great insight. What? Covers everything Rutgers, but I can't take the hops love. Just say no to Hobbs. I don't Ouch. understand how hey, people hate on Hobbs, but it's whatever. Uh, I mean, name an AD that has done more fundraising for Rutgers, has hired better coaches for Rutgers than Pat Hobbs. Please. I'll, yep. I'll wait. You Ultimately, is, is Rutgers raising money at the same level as some of our Big Ten compadres? No. But are we raising more money than we ever have as an athletic department? Yes. Yes. As, have we hired more coaches that have won conference titles and finished in the top half of their conference, conference than ever titles. before? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice. So, it. yeah, it is what it is. But we really appreciate all you guys. And we're just busting balls. M. Harvey, you don't have to give us five stars. But we really no, appreciate okay. all the other people who did. Um, but for me and Rich, this has been another edition. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. One thing. What do we got? We have 93 ratings on Apple Pods. Mm-hmm. That other podcast that does Rutgers stuff that I'm not going to mention. I, you know, you know, I'm talking about Fonz. It's you. Um, 99 <laughs> ratings. Okay. We need We're six close. ratings. I don't know if you have to steal your mom's phone, steal your, your brother's <laughs> phone, steal your husband, steal your wife's phone. Go do it real quick and go rank us real quick. Just give us five stars. Um, and I'll stop talking about Pat Hobbs. Okay. Deal. Deal. <laughs> Except right, when he comes done. on the throw, which could be in June, right? Yeah, we'll be in uh, a month. Yeah, I don't know when in June, but we haven't figured it out yet. But he will he will be back. Um, so Harvey, don't listen to that one. Just skip over that one and uh, keep going. <laughs> we do have uh, some tentative shows planned this week that I think you guys will really like. Some guests that Ooh. are uh, going to give an interesting interesting perspective on uh, Rucker Sports. We'll just say that. Yeah. So. But uh, again, thanks for listening, guys. For me and Rich, this has been another edition of the Airport Podcast. <laughs>